Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Welcome back to Spirit School. This is just a little note about this. I'm going to call it like a mini-sode. It's something I just felt really inspired to record right away, publish right away, because in my membership community and out in the real world, I am seeing so many people get into and talk about the Akashic Records. Now, for me personally, I didn't hear about the Akashic Records. Like I think I seen a Rebecca Campbell card in one of her decks quite a few years ago, but my focus has always been around mediumship development. So when I met my really good friend, Amber Baker, and I met her through my community, she was one of the founding members of the Spirit School Collective, which used to be called the Initiation Circle. She joined in August, 2020, And within a year, we just found that we had a lot in common. We're both mothers of two children. Um, we, We just had a lot in common and we've become really close friends. And she is somebody who is the first person I ever received an Akashic Record reading from. And I've received a business Akashic Record reading from her more than a couple times. And so I just wanted to ask some questions of her that I have been genuinely, genuinely curious about when it comes to the Akashic Record. So this is our conversation. One of my besties, the Malibu Medium. Amber Baker, I'm excited for you to get to know her a bit better and hopefully some questions that you might have around the Akashic Records will be answered as well. Enjoy the interview. Hello everyone, welcome to Spirit School. Amber, how are you feeling today? I'm great, how are you? I am good. I didn't do my regular intro because I pre-recorded it before we hopped here on Zoom. And, you know, Amber is known as the Malibu medium. She lives in Malibu. If you didn't know, I got to go visit her uh, for my 40th birthday. I asked my husband to go on a trip by myself just one time for a week. And I had a choice between Scotland or Malibu and Scotland has like my heart, but I was like, no, I'm going to go see my bestie in Malibu. It's such a beautiful place to live. You were so lucky to live there. You must just absolutely love it. Hey, eh? what's the weather doing there in Malibu today? I know you guys have gone through a lot in California lately. Okay. So you're going to laugh because it is, it well, it was raining. So I don't want to think, I, I don't want you to think you're bringing the Canadian rain. Um, it has been raining overall though it's in the 60s which I think is still pretty good yeah that's good because I know you guys have had cyclones you had an earthquake last week like literally off the coast of Malibu like just so much movement happening there eh yes for sure there is a lot um the coastline is definitely like um rocky and it has been changing but I definitely can't complain I do love where I live and the weather is mostly beautiful yeah. Are you excited to come to Canada into the deep woods? <laughs> I am. I'm already thinking of what I'm going to bring my outfits. I'm thinking about bears. I'm talking to Jessica about, you know, what, what are we going to do if we come across a bear? But I know it's going to be beautiful too. And I can't wait. I love it. Yeah. So uh, Jessica Meals, who I'm going to have on the podcast in a month, um, she'll be coming on as well. But they're going to be traveling from California to British Columbia to come to the Sacred Spirit Retreat. And I'm super excited to show off 
the BC forest. I think you guys are really going to love it. It's going to be a huge shift from the California coast. <laughs> that's for sure. It might even feel I've heard people say when they come to BC, it's a, a bit claustrophobic because it's really surrounded by mountains and, and dense trees and stuff like that. But I also feel it's cozy and nestled. So I'm excited to show it to you, to have you guys up here. So just to kind of give you guys a bit of context, like me and Amber are really good friends. You're an original member of my membership and we just have so much in common and you're Malibu medium, I'm Squamish medium. We've just become really close over the past few years. So I asked Amber to come on to the podcast to answer some of my questions around the Akashic Records, because this is something that is, you know, the primary focus of Amber's work is like providing Akashic Record readings. And as long as I've known you, you've done this. And you're the first Akashic reader I ever personally met in my life. I'd heard it referenced through Rebecca Campbell's work. I heard her mention like the Akashic Records and Light is the New Black and Rise, Sister, Rise and in her Oracle decks. But you're the first person I ever had an Akashic Record reading from and the first person I think in the community even who was kind of doing it and talking about it so can you just start by oh I also wanted to say to the people like you you might remember Amber from before I had her on the podcast I think a year and a half ago and we talked about your near-death experience and it led into a beautiful conversation around angels because that's another thing that we have in common as well so we'll link up that past episode so you can listen to it as well but today I wanted to focus more on the Akashic but there's so much that you have been through so if you want to just start by telling us like what the Akashic records are and like how you were drawn to them that would help Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have to say, I am also the first Akashic record reader that I knew. Um, I didn't grow up getting readings myself, but the Akashic records, I believe started to call me in my late teens. I had a dream at that time. I used to astral travel a lot. And in this dream, I was in the starry sky and I was standing at a podium and there was a book and I didn't know what that was up until I got into understanding about the Akashic Records. So I do believe, and I think this is a bold statement to make, but I truly believe that it's one of my soul contracts to work in the Akashic Records and to really introduce the records um, as something that everybody can tap into. So the Akashic Records called me after my near-death experience the name itself just kept coming into my awareness. And so one day I opened the records using a prayer and a voice spoke through me and started to tell me that I was going to channel the book of life, which I didn't know at the time was also the name of the Akashic records. And so I had this very profound, spontaneous channeling experience where I started to write this book, which I have still yet to put out there, but it is almost, it actually is almost done. I just haven't, I've been working so much in the records. I haven't written it in, you know, published format or anything like that. But um, so the Akashic Records called me and that was how I started getting into doing this work. So as far as what the Akashic Records is, the Akashic Records, there, there's, a couple of things that I want to explain. There's the actual Akashic records, and then there's the individual records of each living creature that and soul that has its own records. So 
as its own, the Akashic Records is the universal consciousness. It is the energetic database where all of our thoughts, choices, and actions are stored, but it is anchored in our highest potential and in our divine presence. So it is a universal field of consciousness where there is this higher understanding. There is all that has ever been known emanates from this realm. And so we in this human life can access this universal knowledge um, often without knowing that really we're just tapping into consciousness. And then as far as understanding that we as souls have our own individual book of life in the records is to know that we have our own we have our own imprint of our own soul's consciousness that is our soul's story that explains who we are deeper and more than this one human life. So when you open your, your Akashic records, you tap into what a lot of people say is your past, present, and future, which really just means you're tapping into your oversoul, who who you have been in other lifetimes, maybe what you're experiencing in, in parallel life. So it just opens up your understanding to who you are in that deeper level. Mm. And um, the what you want to do when you open the records is you, you want to ask questions around your challenges in life so that you can heal your limitations. So that is the purpose of the records is always to heal your limitations so that you can evolve into a higher plane of consciousness. So it is more of a modality and helping us evolve, helping us individually evolve and as a collective evolve. Right. So that explains it very well. <laughs> what do you find from providing these readings? What do you think that the general public thinks it is? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it, it many people come with many different expectations. And I think that's one of the main, um, the main teaching tools that I have as a, as a mentor to teach you how to read the records is to really step into that facilitator role to help, to help you know, wear that hat where you help people understand what it is and what it isn't. So some people think that, you know, you just get your soul's purpose and it's a one-stop shop and just tell me my soul's purpose because that's going to tell me how I make money. And I understand, you know, that question, there's no shame or judgment around that, that wanting to understand your soul's purpose. But, um, the other misconception might be that, you know, I can read the records because I'm a medium, because I'm a channel, but anybody can read the records. And it the Akashic Records hasn't really come into, I don't think, Western mainstream knowledge. Um, I think Edgar Casey kind of was one of the first ones who like introduced it to everyone. And he went into this deep channeled like dream almost like going to sleep state to channel the records and so a lot of people think you know that the records exist outside of themselves and you have to go to a mystic or a seer to to receive the information so that's kind of part of my mission to help people understand that the records is they're writing their records it's a point in their own awareness that they access so they have full capacity to access it first of all and that you don't need to be in a deep channeled trance to access the records. You can have different levels of 
channeling experiences when you access the records and they're all valid and good. So, you know, I encourage people to explore this modality so that they have like, I always say it's like this tool in their back pocket to help them transform in their life over and over again, whenever they need to, which is really what we're here to do. So I think, um, just kind of clarifying that, that one, anyone can open the records and channel and two, it's, it's more revealing than just what is your one purpose. Mm. The records will always help awaken a sense of living purposeful for someone. They, they will reveal what maybe their soul's mission is and how to help evolve or advance humanity, but how that is lived for them is very much based on how they choose to serve that purpose. And so it's, that's something that I, I do need to explain when I work with people, but that's part of being the facilitator of reading the records is to really empower people to know that this is going to help them come back to their own knowing and awaken their highest potential. And no good reader is going to just tell you this is what you do because it won't do any good to just be told what to do. I love that. And I, I'm just going back to my my first ever reading with you that I had. And I remember, you know, and I'm going to ask you to help with some phrasing of questions here. I know, Amber, I didn't prepare Amber for anything. I'm like, I'm just asking you questions I'm genuinely curious about because I remember showing up and and being like, will this launch be successful right like this this real like yay or nay um you know answer the solution the 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 definitive answer and then you would come back to me saying you know you you don't ask questions like that of the record you ask them like this and i think that reframe is something that also empowers us but like if somebody were to come in to a session with you and say what's my purpose how would you get them to rephrase that question and be more in alignment with what the records reveals? So, so what, what you need, what you need, if you're, let's say a professional reader is you need a starting point in your sitter or client's awareness, because everything is based on the possibilities and potential around your current awareness. So what I would get from my client would be to give me this like baseline understanding of where they feel their purpose is now and where they're looking to find a deeper meaning in their life. Um, so the record keeper guides will reveal a lot about gifts and, and um, abilities. They will, they will reveal their highest potential and what they are here to serve, how they're here to serve, but they will not give you a lot of information unless the client is part of that interaction to explain at what part of their journey are they in and find awakening their purpose. Um, and then because from that starting point, then you can get different potentials and possibilities of how they can serve it, how they can step into serving it, and maybe what are some of those blocks. So like if you come to me with such a general question, it's not going to behoove you or benefit you in any way. So that's why we kind of slow down, 
back up, break it down so I could say, okay, what, where is your awareness? What are you thinking and feeling now? Because that reveals so much about their blocks, mm-hmm. what they what they need to know to even begin to step into their power and their purpose. I love that. And one of, we don't, please, we don't need to go into details about this because I'm not ready to provide all the context around it. But I remember the first time going to you for help with the records is when my fourth mentor went born again, Christian. I don't know if you remember that. And I was like voice memoing you. I remember calling you on Instagram. This is before we even became like super, super close. But I'm like, Amber, you have access to these records. I'm like, what? did I do in a past life? Like, like what is happening? Why does this keep happening? How does one human attract four mentors that go very specifically born again, Christian, like this radical, extreme, like religious sect. And what you came back to me with was almost like, like an anvil falling off my head. Like I was like, what? Like that makes so much sense. Like there was a lot of clarity that came through you like, well, I'll I'll ask the records. Right. And then you came back with like this, this experience that made so much sense. And I feel like even since then, I have seen more people in the spiritual space go towards that, but I haven't been activated around it. It's like something about like the awareness of like understanding my, Mm -hmm. my past around it. It almost like freed me of the limitation, if you will, around being so triggered and so activated when I continue to attract people into my life that left in very similar ways. So that to me was like a really cool experience as well. So you can tap into like past life things through the record as well. Is that right? Yeah. So when, well, if I could just speak on that for a moment, because what's interesting to witness and what you just said is how healing works because it was a level of awareness, which is perspective that allowed you to break that pattern or that dynamic. So we do tend to attract experiences and circumstances into our life that are trying to show us something either about ourselves, about other people or both. And so what that did to you is that level of awareness that you had was what healed that from continuing to happen. So in a way that's, you know, you broke the contract. That was it. You healed. The other thing um, that you said is that when, when something is revealed to you in your records, it will always feel true because it is something that you know deep down inside. So just because maybe you hadn't located that past life memory, it is true. And so your soul recognizes that. And so it's really just bringing forth information that you are remembering. Um, And then as far as past life, sometimes people will say, you know, just tell me a past life about da, da, da. But because the Akashic Records is governed um, and the information is supposed to be for your highest good, it's not in your highest good just to know random information. Because when we are born into this this life's incarnation, we are meant to focus on the themes that we are supposed to heal in this life. So if our veil was open to really our infinite memories of of what we've experienced, it would be so overwhelming. We wouldn't be able to focus on the the real soul themes that we chose to heal. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you need to really become aware of more about basing the information that you want to know in the records truly from that sense of authentic need and then allow the Akashic guides to see if that 
struggle or challenge is related to a past life. So instead of going into a reading saying like what past life was da da da, or you might say, you know, I believe this, this challenge is from a past life, but I would like to ask the record keeper guides and then they will reveal what that root cause as that root block is from, you know, that problem or challenge. So it is like in this, you know, this ego that we have to really focus on ourselves is, is actually a, a high purpose because we evolve the collective when we heal and grow our individual selves. Mm, okay. I love that. That's powerful. I hope you're proud of how much you know, because I'm like, you're just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to all this. And there's a couple of things I want to hit on before we get to the spirit guides, because I want to know more about these record keeping guides. Um, but just a couple parallels. One, I didn't know that about Edgar Casey. Um, I knew him as the sleeping prophet. Um, and I've read, you know, one or two of his bodies of work before, but I didn't see the correlation till now between his work and the Kaushik. So thank you for highlighting that. And then the other thing around it too, is I remember uh, the first books I ever read on mediumship were from Sylvia Brown and going back to these book in the nineties. And I think she wrote them in the late eighties to mid nineties she would reference the hall of records and she would often say i met my guides in the hall of record and you grab a scroll and like something's like revealed to you and i get covered in shivers even talking about no. it because her work was so impactful to me but i mean are we all talking about the same thing here was she talking about that in the 90s and just naming it was just named absolutely different? absolutely the hall of records the book of life the akashic records it's all the same place it, it is this realm that is governed by not just the akashic guides but it's governed by the divine realm so it's it's governed by angels masters teachers past loved ones akashic guides and so differently than mediumship where you go to connect to a past loved one um and maybe prove you know that life exists or to ask you know to find guidance you know I don't know. I just wanted to say this because it makes uh, what's important for us to understand is that the Akashic records being governed by the divine realm means that it is their guidance is there to help us. It's of the highest divine understanding. And so, you know, when some, when we connect to spirit, um, spirit is not always evolved. Sometimes, you know, we, sometimes we are, and sometimes, you know, we do, I think, ascend more in the afterlife, but it's really this, the Akashic records is the masters and the teachers, they are, they have evolved, they're enlightened beings. So they're not in the earthly realms anymore. They're not incarnating, you know, these life, this life, they, they've evolved and they're there to specifically help our soul. Um, so I don't know if that even answered your questions, but I thought it was important to talk about that because it's something I've been thinking about lately is that some, even with my own mediumship that, you know, even when I speak to my grandfather in spirit, it's almost like he, he has the personality that my parents have explained he has, mm -hmm. and he might be more spiritually evolved, but it, it's the, you want to go to the records to get guidance because, because of their spiritual advancement. Right. So I like that. Thank you for describing that. And I want to talk a little bit more about the difference between the mediumship and the Akashic for you, because you do both. And I think that that's something I really wanted to ask about too. But when like, I look at Skylar and Joseph, like just different guides that have come into my awareness, like 
there's so much like humanity to them still like you can feel like that that kind of like human connection with them like especially with joseph the way that he presents himself to me as a friar <laughs> which i had to look up what that even was i was like why is your hair like that like why are you dressed like that very um connected to humanity probably because they're helping humans through this experience but when you're tapping into like akashic guides do they have humanoid type forms? Are they light? Do you not see them? Like, how do you experience them compared to maybe a main guide per se? So, so my understanding is that spirit guides have been living in human form before and that they take on the role of helping us, right? In our, in our daily life, guiding us. But Akashic guides are a little bit different. They're enlightened beings and they might have lived many lives, 500 lives, but at this point in time in their awareness or in their consciousness, they have taken on their pure form of energy and they're just specifically light beings and they have no form. And so because though the Akashic records is governed by this divine realm, you can have guides in the records, your spirit guides that have more form-like um, representation because our spirit guides have had human life before, but the Akashic guides are enlightened beings and then the masters and teachers it's my understanding that masters and teachers are one form of another of enlightened beings as well but they might have also lived human lives but they they have evolved into a level of consciousness where now they have taken on that role of guiding us and so when I am channeling the realm of the Akashic records usually it's 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 pure energy. It's not that I'm seeing a physical form. Almost never do I see a physical form. Even if a past loved one comes in, they don't show their personality. They, they reveal their consciousness. They reveal information. And um, so the other thing is that there's usually multiple energies channeling information. And it's like this collection of energy and it might be a council. And then there also might be, you know, masters. And then there also might be teachers and one steps forward. And then another one steps forward in energy. And I don't get too caught up with deciphering. Um, oh, okay, wait, this is a master. And then this is a teacher or that's a spirit guide. I just really allow the information to come through, but there is marked differences with let's say angels versus past loved ones with how their energy feels, mm -hmm. but it's more important that you're, you're just channeling the information because okay. you're not there to prove you're not necessarily there, there to prove like mediumship that this is this person's personality. Yeah. You're there to just channel the guidance. Yeah. And like you say, where in mediumship with it being evidential, it's like either you understand this or you don't with the Akashic, much like I think like the angel work that I've done in the past needed psychic work is like the, it, it makes sense. Like it resonates, right? Like you get that, that knowing like this lands, this feels true to me. Right. And that's where we all have that inner power, that discernment. Um, so I really like that. So for you as somebody who has developed a mediumship and I'm thinking just, and I don't know this actually, but like self-developed for the Akashic connection, is that right? Or did you go through mentorship with that as well? I'm just kind of curious if you could talk about the difference between the mediumship and the Akashic and like even the development experience as well. 
Yeah, the development experience is really different for me because even though I say that, you know, it's true for me, spirit came to me my whole life um, and I was terrified from spirit and I didn't develop until really you. I mean, that's when I joined the spirit collective. I, that was when I started to develop as a medium. It didn't come naturally to me in the same way that the Akashic Records has come naturally. So I don't have formal training. I've learned everything from the Akashic Records because you have to remember that these I didn't say this, but it was really, I had this initiation where these three monks came to me before I started to read the records. And I saw them in the astral realm when I was sleeping per se air quotes, because I was like awake in my dream and they were inspecting me and they were telling, talking amongst themselves. And then it, they told me to pour oil over my head in the morning, and this was an initiation. And then soon after that, the, the records came into my awareness, and then I started to channel this book of life. And so all I'm saying is that I believe they kind of called on me to work with them because my consciousness had been so activated in my near-death experience. I was able to really understand that expanded state of awareness that it takes to read the records. And so from the point when I started to spontaneous channel, I started to take hold of my development path by literally just asking them every question I could think of. So they were my mentors. I would just say, what does this mean? How do I do this more? Every time I would read for someone else or read myself, I would go back to them and I would like have my journals and reflect, okay, how could I do this more? Like what, what does, what does this soul theme mean? What do past lives mean? How do I ask questions? I have hundreds of journals that will probably one day be books where I've journaled and journaled and journaled. What are angels? What do they mean? What do you mean? And so that's my training. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you read the Akashic records, uh, I would suggest too, that you kind of develop, you go down that same development path because there's so much information to be had from them. They will teach you everything you need to know. Yeah. Okay. I love that. No, <laughs> I feel like I'm like, blah, just <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm sitting here like in awe. It's like, you know, I feel very comfortable in my body of work with mediumship, right? Like it's, it's been my jam for 10 years and I'm just like, the Kaushik is definitely your jam. Like it's just the way that you speak about it is very clear. So thank you very much for that. Um, so then with the mediumship, you know, how are you serving both? And like, even like the expectations, I imagine, because Akashic is somewhat new, like it's not something that I've heard of forever. I mean, of course, I mentioned like Sylvia Brown and like the 90s was like Hall of Records, et cetera, et cetera. But I imagine that it's a lot to like educate people on what it is, what it isn't. <laughs> because I can only imagine the people who show up in front of you. It's like, tell me what to do. You're like, oh, I can't do that. Right. So it's like you have your podcast, your latest fearless. And so how else are you like preparing, educating people so that they can not only come to you to get the experience of that download from the Akashic Records, but you also now start to teach it, helping other people to develop their own capabilities to tune in themselves. So yeah, that's a lot there. What, what say you about all that? <laughs> that was like three okay. questions in like one. <laughs> okay. You might need to kind of keep me on and focus here with the question, but, but okay. So so basically what I realized is readings are impactful. They're powerful. I love the clients that I work with. Um, one thing I have to say is to, to, 
read someone's Akashic records, you meet them at their soul level and there's an immediate bond. It's, it's just a beautiful kind of rewarding experience to read someone's records because of that soul connection that you form. Um, but the reason why I'm stepping more into teaching how to read the records is because I really want people to have this tool more than just the one hour session. You know, I want them to, to have that realm to go to so that it can help them navigate their spiritual journey. It can help them release their blocks because I use it all the time, all the time in my life at a very practical level and a deep level. And that's the other things, the record, the record keeper or the Akashic records is levels of awareness. And so you don't always have to go there to find out, you know, a deep rooted block. You know, it can be sometimes just very based on something that's coming up in your daily life that, you know, is a little bit more surface level, which is okay too. So I really like to utilize the realm in many different ways. And so I want to teach people how to do that. Um, let's see, what was your question? What was the other question? I don't think I'm answering all no, of No, <laughs> that turned out better than I expected based off of my mixed up question at the very beginning but I guess like the passion is like what you're what you're leaning into now with your body of work is like teaching other people how to read their own records right so yeah. even in mediumship we often say like our goal is that you only have to see us once and hopefully you have enough confidence that you know you don't need us to connect in with your loved one it is always about turning the power back to the person and the individual and that's seems to be where you're going in your career now. So teaching people how to access their own records is important to you because, right? So it's important to me so I can empower people to take hold of their own healing and transformation journey. And really, I believe that as spiritual beings, every moment of the day when we're conscious of our thoughts, choices, and actions is this opportunity to transform. Because transformation is really just awakening, I think, into an expanded awareness. So I really just want to teach people how to, it's so much bigger, really. You know, yes, I want to teach you how to read your records, but I want to help people heal and and just empower themselves to live their highest path and potential which truly means actually not to bypass struggles but to go deeper into them mm -hmm. so that you can really get the message get not the message get the heal so that you can over and over and over again serve your light be in your light and so um so yeah so i've been i've been private mentoring um people on and off for years. I've done one masterclass, but now I'm going to be doing a group class that that's really framed from the lens of transformation, not just the nuts and bolts and the tools and the techniques. We're going to cover that, but it's really based on teaching people how to use this, this realm to transform. And also it is, you always want to start learning how to read the records for yourself as that foundation before you read for other people. So it's, it's, it kind of, you know, you don't have to um, read for other people, but when I teach people how to read for themselves, they don't have to read for other people, but it is the first step in reading for other people. So your development circle, which I love, cause I think of like the development circles I did in mediumship are going to be, 
you know, week after week learning how to read for yourself. And then I have a question around that because like, I just think of my psychic work, right? Mm -hmm. So forget the mediumship here for a second, but even like the psychic work, like when I'm pulling cards for myself and stuff, like my judgment and my desire gets in the way so much, you know what I mean? Like I can see that. So is it the same with the Akashic? Like, do you have to still learn how to detach from outcome and like detach from what you hope the outcome will be like how do you keep yourself from thinking the worst or bypassing to the best like how does that work <laughs> so okay so this is interesting because um what is true when you when you start to channel and you tap into the channeling the guidance from the guides the state of mind that you get into is almost a state of void where you're just in the center of your consciousness I know it sounds very complicated but I have tools that help it that help it make it much easier than this really what you do is you disattach from operating in one um, layer of your energy body. So you want to, you want to go more into observer mind. You don't want to operate where we normally operate in this, in our human life is very emotional or very, you know, about our mind or mental state. And usually that's really the part of the problem is when we get stuck in, in really only being in our emotions or being in our mind, we're not really utilizing our expanded state of awareness that is tied to intuition that's tied to our higher self. So that's really why you transform as a person when you read the records, because you, you always have to tap into an expanded state of awareness to, to be able to channel the, the higher realms and the, the broader layers of awareness. Um, so if I'm in a very high emotional state, it takes me a little bit more time to get into that, what I call the state of void, where I'm in a neutral place to pick up what I'm receiving because you're not getting information from your own mind. Well, I sh let me say that differently. You are getting information from a, a layer of awareness in your consciousness, but you're not getting information from that lower self ego mind. That's that mind chatter. That's maybe, you know, sh shame and judgment. You're, you're accessing a point of awareness that's able to channel again, that higher awareness. So, so you, it forces you in a good way to disattach, like you said, from your emotions to let go. So much of, of expanded awareness is about letting go of definition. Right. Yeah. That's good. I, I mean, like that's complicated. I feel like it complicated. No. It sounds so complicated. Um, but it, you know, that's really my goal in teaching when I really can have time to really sit down with people and teach them this, it's, it, it's just a pathway into acceptance. It's a pathway to your heart. It's really that again, a pathway to being the neutral observer so yeah. that you're not just operating from, from your emotions or your mind chatter. Yeah. Yeah. That's a brilliant answer. And I can even just hear in the answer that, you know, for those of us who are attracted to spirituality and spiritually evolving, we're also have our dipping our hand into that self-help space as well. And I can see how learning how to get into that space to be able to neutrally 
bring in wisdom from the Akashic is actually going to help you and your human and in that experience as well. Because I know I've, you know, I've witnessed you for the past couple of years, we've been really good friends. And just because you have this direct link into something as amazing as the Akashic doesn't mean that you don't go through your struggles. And it doesn't mean you don't have your human experience. But the fact that you're thriving here today after everything you've been through in the past two years, probably speaks volumes to that connection and how that can support you on your path. Hey, yeah, so absolutely. So, you know, being a reader, um, reading your Akashic records, it doesn't take away the human experience. Like you said, you, you know, our struggles, our emotions, like negative emotions, all emotions, but what, what you do learn is that what's, that's one part of your experience and there is a higher meaning and purpose to our life's experiences. And it's really, um, the transformation that you go through by tapping into perspective and by tapping into reframing your perspective is literally what catapults you into stepping into your power and purpose. Because if you get stuck in, you know, the negative limited self-beliefs and all those things, like that's really where I lived my life before this work. And so that's the power of this tool is to not bypass that you will never feel fear. You will never struggle because girl, you know, I've been struggling. I mean, I have moments where I'm crying and those moments where I'm upset, I allow myself to be upset, but then it's the tool that I have to have a pathway to moving forward is, is the power of the records. So you, you really actually go deeper into challenges and by fully feeling them and by fully embracing them, you can see again, what they're teaching you and how it's going to help you rise. And so it's just this more full level of transformation that you can get to when you access your, your expanded awareness. Mm -hmm. And then from that expanded awareness is when you respond empowered. So that was the other thing that would happen to me is like, I, I just didn't know that I had choice. I didn't know that I could feel really sad and be really upset, but that I could also, I could respond differently and like respond with purpose and move forward in my life. Mm. Very powerful, my friend. I love that. Very powerful. So in closing, I would love to know like how people can sign up like because I guess you're going to be running your first development circle on this so if you want to share as we wrap up you know we want to share how people can find that and then you know any final words that you just want to say to people about their own intimate and divine connection and with their own records and the Akashic records yeah so so as I said before you are writing your records right now no matter what level of awareness you have. And so again, it's my passion and mission to help empower you to co-create your reality in your life. And for me, a true, a true meaningful life is to have your, your, your present moment and your experiences in life be be more than than just what is what is defined as the circumstances you're going through. So the the there's these five energies that I've come to realize that if we can all tap into will help us reach um, 
our expanded awareness and help us co-create our lives. So this is power, potential, possibility, um, expansion, and purpose. And so this Akashic Development Circle, which by the way, starts February 10th, and you can sign up by going to my Instagram at Malibu Medium. There is the only link that's there is how you sign up. Um, I don't believe it's connected to my website. So you have to go to my Instagram to sign up. But um, what I'm doing is in this development circle, you're going to learn how to read your records and how to tap into these energies to help you co-create your life, to help you co-create an abundant life and to heal and transform. So it is seven weeks and this is the first time I'm running it. So, you know, maybe next time it will be longer or shorter. I don't know, but I'm excited to just start um, with the first group of people. And in these seven weeks, we just go into the tools and techniques and how to read the records. We go into an actual guided journey into your Akashic records, a Q&A, and then we go into a theme of the week, which is the five themes and energies that I just said that help you awaken the awareness that you need to, to co-create your life. Um, and I didn't say this one week is focused on fear, and this could be its own podcast. Um, I have a whole... Uh, philosophy or or system I've created to help myself reframe my relationship with fear because I what I see is fear robs people of living really it just robs people of living and so that's going to be also the focus of one week so yeah so it starts February 10th and I'm excited for everyone who's joining um yeah I'm really excited so you can go sign up in my Instagram and yeah, that's exciting. And I'll have the show notes too. So it's like, I'll have it to your Instagram and I'll, I'll link up that thing as well, because thank you. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think anything that we have out there that gives people the tools to do things for themselves, I think is like incredibly valuable when we look at like the long term. So I really appreciate you putting something out there that just equips people to, to tune in themselves. You know what I mean? I think that's, yes. that's a beautiful thing. So thank you for spending time today with me on a Sunday. <laughs> Cause I really wanted to get this out and just ask so many different questions about it because it is becoming a lot more popular and a lot more people are starting to integrate it into their work. So thank you for sharing all this with us. It's my pleasure. You know, I love you and I love to talk about all this stuff. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And then check out her podcast too. Your light is fearless. I think it's fantastic. And you know, one thing I didn't touch on and, and I don't want to keep everyone too long or anything, but like you actually come from like a long line of people who have been really tuned into their spirituality. So, so I think that, you know, on your podcast, you share a lot more of that when you interview your mom about her book and you talk about your grandfather a little bit, like you just have like a really interesting, like family history and family line too, that's really connected. And so I'm not surprised to hear something like the Akasha comes quite easily to you because you do have that like firsthand knowledge of the intergenerational uh, you know, spirituality that your family has had. And it's really unique, I think, and kind of cool. Yeah, I actually found out my grandfather read the Akashic Records. Um, so, and that was something that I didn't know till just recently. So yeah. it, might, it might be in the blood. I don't know. <laughs> I know. And, you know, I think about that time, like when, before we even started talking a lot, I was like, your grandfather came to me in a dream. And like, 
Oh. It was like the wildest dream and his like oh, yeah. dog came and I was like, and, and like you were able to validate everything. And so I feel like we've all had this connection for a long time. And like, we've had, we've met each other in dreams. Like one night I had a dream about you and you woke up and like, I had a dream about you. And we were like in my minivan driving together. Like we literally meet in our dreams. It's wild. No, I, just I, stuff. I, I meet people in their dreams all the time. They tell me because I, I, everyone does. Um, and I know my wife met you in your dream the other night, which I haven't told you about that yet. But um, it's shared consciousness experiences. It's really how we are able to do this work as mediums and readers is because we're just tapping into the one conscious mind that we stem from. It's like, so it's actually the most normal thing if you think about how it's done because we all are one. So yeah. Awesome. Well, I love it. Thank you, my friend. I could talk to you for hours. We'll have to have you back on. Okay. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. See you next episode. Did you know that Spirit School is not just a podcast? It's an actual school. If you go to myspiritschool.com, you can invest in self-study courses, live programs, and of course, the Spirit School Collective, my baby, my monthly membership community. All Spirit School offerings are intended to get you feeling clear, confident, and connected to your spiritual path, your development journey, and of course, connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you. I hope to see you in Spirit School.